When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Death to me is rebirth for both sides because I feel like when we think of death, the people that died to me, I think they got off easy. But the people that are dealing with the person that died on earth and have to grieve and have to deal with the loss and miss the person, and it's a rebirth for us left on earth because we have to create a new life in a way. Hey besties, welcome back to another episode of I Missed Me. I am extremely excited and a little nervous today for today's conversation. I have David David Ferrugio, Ferrugio hey, with me. Right. Yeah, he is the host of Dead Talks, and Dead Talks engages with death a little differently. And his goal is to get rid of the taboo society has around death. Um, so I am just so excited to talk about it with you today because I've never talked about death on my podcast before. So it is new to me too. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I Welcome. Appreciate it. I, yeah. I kinda wanna know as to like the, the background behind the idea and what inspired you to to talk about death in in such a different perspective. Yeah, I mean the the main reason, long story long or short story short, however you want to say it, <laughs> is I lost my dad on September eleventh when I was twelve. So that you know, there's a pretty big checkpoint in my life losing my father. And uh, in that capacity, not to put it in any hierarchy, because a big premise of the podcast is to share everyone's stories. And I felt yeah, like I got a lot of attention because my dad died in the public light. And that kind of rubbed me the wrong way later on in life. I was like, well, what about, like, honestly, it really made me think, well, what about so XYZ that lost someone on a regular Tuesday on April 17th? Like, yeah. I wasn't in the public light. And so part of that kind of, wanted me to share other people's stories on grief and loss and explore the conversation of death. But yeah, it, it stems from losing my own dad when I was a kid. Wow. What is, I mean, I, I'm not scared of asking questions because you have a podcast about it. Yeah, hit me. What was it like losing? I think when I, if I hear someone losing their parents at, I don't know, 20 years old, you're already like aware of like, I'm losing this, I have to grieve it. But so young, do you kind of understand what's going on? Like what, how is that process? It's weird because I feel like I, f- I say this often even on my podcast when it comes up, I, there's a lot I don't remember. And so part of me feels like I had a, there's like two phases of my grief, like my childhood, which was fuzzy. I, I remember mm. things of course, but it was really, I feel as if I had to grieve and figure things out later. It was like my brain, it was like a defense mechanism. My brain wanted to shut me down. It was so traumatic where it kind of blocked everything out. And then as I got older, it was like, all right, you're going to deal with this shit now as yeah. you become a man, X, Y, Z. So it was like, it was something that I feel like I had to process and deal with later down the road as I got older. Right. You start realizing the things that you're actually going to miss when, when you, as you get older. Kinda? Yeah. Yeah. It's confusing because, you know, I, you know, I got my shit, I got my flaws, I got my things I need to work out and 
part of me always conflicts it with, okay, is this coming from losing my dad when I was a kid or is this just me? Right. You know I mean? yeah, like, is this a trauma or yeah, is this, this just self-conflict? Yeah. I just a weirdo? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Probably both. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a that's lot of it too because it was like a child. I think a lot of the things we deal with are childhood traumas. Yeah. You know, not all of them, but pretty significant yeah, amount big of them. Amount, yeah. And so, I mean, 12 is not a child, but it's a kid. You know what I mean? So it's still a devel developmental part of my life, but it wasn't like it happened at six. So I don't know what the difference is, but it definitely was something I had to figure out down the road. And now I have a podcast about it. So go figure. Yeah. What's, what has been your biggest lesson about grief? My biggest lesson with grief is as weird as this sounds, I think that trauma and pain is an opportunity. And I don't know if that's just me forcing the positivity out of it, which sounds corny, but there's, there's always an opportunity for growth. And I feel like not to get all woo woo, but I, I feel like literally we are here just to learn. Yeah, we are like literally yeah. just to learn. And then with that learning, you know, comes compassion, love, and, you know, treating everyone good with it. I hope if, you know, we do our best, but at the same time, I really feel like we are literally here to learn. And as painful as, grief can be it's taught me so many things and it, it didn't teach me something right off the bat it took a long time and introspection and perspective to realize it but it taught me to realize how fragile this life is mm -hmm. as cliche as that may sound because especially 9-11 it happened so traumatically out of yeah. nowhere and so like didn't sound real i remember like in seventh grade when my buddy told me a plane flew into the building i was like uh was your dad, like, what? Uh, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was he in the building or he was around or no my dad was in it so my dad worked for Cantor fitzgerald he was in wow. tower one so the first building that got hit on the 105th floor but my point what i was saying is like life is fragile so understand that life is fragile it made me not take my time with my people or life for granted not taking my life for granted or moments for granted led, led me to love harder and be more appreciative so it's just like a ripple effect of lessons from one experience and it's easy to go in one direction, like the negative direction that yeah. happens. And if you allow yourself to do that, I think yeah. give yourself grace, but with the darkness, you know, it just so much good really comes with it, but I would trade all these lessons for my dad, of course. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But there's just, there really are a lot of lessons that come with it. And again, I think that's why we're all here is to learn some shit. There's obviously a lot of resentment that comes with it of like, I hate the people that did it, you know, like mm -hmm. why, like why, you know, there's so some like so much resentment for so many things of like what if my dad wasn't there that day of like these people that you know but you can't really do anything about it so how can you find or have you found that forgiveness of what happened happened and me carrying resentment or anger is not going to serve me yeah i don't i don't feel like at least now this part of my life i don't feel resentment i think i i question things for sure but at the end of the day the questions can only get me so far so i think it's a form of acceptance but then it's like, it's kind of contradicting because am I just supposed to accept every bad shit with no repercussion on the other side? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I mean, you got to be forgiving in many capacities, but something like that is so hard to forgive. Yeah. That part of me, I just accepted it. Um, you know, so it just, it definitely makes it hard when someone is specifically takes action to harm someone. Mm -hmm. That's not a wild thing. I'm, maybe I'm speaking my mind too much, but I remember thinking not for the first time, like, damn, my dad was killed. He wasn't. He didn't just he die. Was he was literally killed. Yeah. You know, I mean? it wasn't an intimate home invasion where people get killed all the time ex and however it may happen. It was happen. not a, a an illness or he wasn't sick and mm. we knew this was coming, you know? It was... Yeah, and then that question comes up, which is better or worse? I mean, death is death. Grief is grief. You lose someone, it sucks. But I, again, I, I think the... Not that you just asked me, but I think the 
knowing someone's going to die and watching them wither away to me seems worse. But then I hear people say the shock values. So it's like, there's a, a moot point for me even bringing this up. Sorry. I think the coffee's kicking in, but yeah. you know, I think, uh, it just sucks either way, but it's, it comes to a point of acceptance. Yeah. You've interviewed so many people that have so many, you know, stories. What is that common thing that you have personally learned of, about every single person that has gone through through grief i think the only consistency is that there's no consistency but there are there are you know some foundational aspects that i think are consistent and the one thing that always stuck to me and again it may seem like an easy low-hanging fruit but it seems like whenever someone gets to the point of allowing themselves to feel whatever they need to feel that is the beginning of the healing mm. and it sounds so easy but it's not when you're in the middle of some mm. whether it's a breakup whether it's losing your job, no matter what the trauma, whatever it is, doesn't have to be death or loss. I think, you know, it's very, it's easier to push things away and not allow yourself to feel them. Even though you may think you feel them, sometimes you're more often not as much as you could. So when you allow yourself to literally just sit there, feel whatever you're feeling without judging it, without maybe creating too much stories attached to it, overanalyzing, just literally allow the emotion to be an emotion, whatever that is, mm. and just work its way through however long that might take. I don't know if that's going to take a week, two months, a year, yeah. I have no idea. That's up to you. But I think that was the most consistent. I think whenever those people that I've spoken to, including myself, allowed themselves to feel it and make that decision not to push it away in whatever way they may have been pushing it away, that seems to be the consistent you know, direction and target to beginning to maybe find some sort of healing. How is that journey for you? Like how, how long, how long were you kind of in denial for until you allowed yourself to fully feel? I, I, I can't imagine like, that feeling it's it's it really it's not like going through a breakup or anything because it you really just cannot have the person anymore and i i i can't relate because i haven't gone through it but i i can only imagine you know the pain mm -hmm. and you know the denial and everything that comes after it do you think it's something that you know how long were you in denial for until you allowed yourself to feel or do you keep like feeling it till this day i honestly don't have an answer for that i don't know i mean it's it's been such a Uh, can I curse on this podcast? Of course, yeah. yeah. It's been it's been such a clusterfuck of you know. It's been 22 years. I'm in a much different place. I think about things in a way more existential way of, you know, just wondering, wonderment. But I don't want to go too deep. Um, at this point, the only thing that hurts is the new memories I don't get to share. You know, yeah. that's the one thing. It's like now I'm doing certain things in my life. I'm a grown man. I and new experiences, new memories that I have that I can't share with that person. That mm -hmm. that that's what sucks. I think at any point. But then as the years go on, you have, you know, more Christmases, more opportunities, celebrations, X, whatever the heck it is. It's like, damn, like that's a new memory that I'm not going to get to share with this person. So it's more those weird thoughts yeah. in regards to like the grief process, denial. I don't know. That's that's a question that I have to ask like my family. And it's been so long. It's been so many years that I, I kind of get a little lazy eyed with the the process that it's been. Like recently I was cleaning a file cabinet that I didn't even know I had. Mm. I don't know why I had that file cabinet. And I found a note that I wrote to my mom. I haven't even told her this. I wrote a note to my mom that I didn't give her. And I still, to this day, I'm like, I don't even know why, what that was. I was sitting there, Indian style on the phone. I'm like, what the hell, David, what the fuck were you doing with this? Like, Do you mean to give it to her? Or is this something you just had to write out? And I was after I read it, I felt like I just listened to like a used album and like an, some emo song back in 1995. Because I was yeah. reading, I was like, damn, was I in that place? And part of me still resonates with that, David, but it was very, it was a little sad. And this wasn't that long ago. It was 12 years ago. So I was <laughs> 20, 
two, I guess 12 years ago is kind of long. Damn. I was eight years old. Okay, well, yeah. I was eight. You put, it, you put it that way. You got to, rice. Do you see the grays in my chin yet? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, okay, thanks for, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, but no, 12 years is a long time. It's a third of my life. And so just to look back at where I was 12 years ago and why I, and that was the same time I moved out to California with no, like I just moved out here. Yeah. And sorry, you start thinking of those things was, which would be like, would I have moved out here if I lost my dad at 12, had that experience, would I have, what 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 would my decisions would have I been? Be? You know what I mean. And that's just the what ifs that are not. It's fun to philosophize. I like those questions, but it's not going to get me anywhere. I don't think. Yeah. I don't, what was the question? Yeah, I. <laughs> it's just you answered it. Okay. Yeah. Let's assume I did. I guess. Um. How, or what are those fears that you think have, you know, stuck with you ever since? Of like, I don't. I don't want to get involved in relationships because what if I lose this person mm. or, you know, those like underlying traumas that are still reflected in your life. You feel like, Ooh, I mean the intimate questions regards to relationship, I always wondered about that. So I'm being, if I'm keeping it hundred percent real. I think my ability to completely open up intimately is a, is a process still. And I've, I think I'm at a very good, oddly enough, after my last relationship, I think I'm at a very good place where I've learned so much in that specific last relationship. So I'm blessed to have gone through what I, what we went through. Um, but I think intimately I've always questioned that. I'm like, am I, is it, is whatever I'm dealing with, is that because of my dad? And it goes right. back to that initial question. Yeah. It's just something I, I don't know. And like part of me is like, how important is it to identify where it came from as opposed to just approaching yeah. where I'm struggling? Um, but I would like to think that seems like the classic psychology one-on-one thought that maybe that has interfered. Like I'm scared of loss, so I'm not going to open up or maybe. Yeah. Hmm. You know, and, I, and that's something I've continually worked on, but I've also c have gotten to where I am now, which I think is a better place. I hope. I and mean, say a prayer for my next girlfriend, but I think it's, I think it's praying gotten, for, was that praying for the next yeah, girlfriend? Yeah. Praying for that, whoever that may be. You know, <laughs> God bless your soul. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think it's, it goes back to what I just said. I'm like wondering how important is it for me to distinguish if where my I, my shortcomings are, is it from my loss? Not as an excuse, just as like an awareness. Yeah. Or is it just, should I just be aware of my shortcomings and just correct it? You know what I yeah. mean? I don't know. Like, is how In your opinion, how important is it to know the source as opposed to just correcting it? If you know. You're what, asking me? Yeah. Um, I think it. everything comes down to self-awareness. It doesn't matter the source or if it, maybe you're just covering up as an excuse of like, yeah, I'm this way because my dad died. Which I don't like, want to say. Exactly. I, yeah. Exactly. So it's just more of self-awareness of doesn't matter the root of it. Right. I want to change it. Agreed. It doesn't matter the, the root of it. It doesn't matter if it's because yeah, I went through this or because I'm actually like this. Like the most important thing is the fact that you want to change it. Mm -hmm. You I know? Agree. So. Yeah, but outside of the intimate relationship stuff, I think my thought is I feel a little bit of pressure on getting back to my family. And that goes back to thinking, like, okay, I moved to California when I was 21, 22. And I always question that because I feel like I did it because I understand the fragility of life and I want to go after what I want to go after. I want to live this life. But then it's contradicting because how am I going to leave? I'm leaving my family. I'm very close to my mom, my sisters, yeah. my family, and my friends. Like I'm blessed to have amazing sisters and mom. They're the best, like truly. And I'm like, I'm just getting up and living 3,000 miles from them. Yeah. And you, you think that you're, the, the experience that you went uh, through with your dad brought you closer to your for sure, in, to your in sisters our case. and, and that doesn't always happen. That's why I'm, I know I can't even explain on however much time we have left, how grateful yeah. I'm because I've seen 
the family dynamic of grief is so complicated. Yeah. The, the layers of grief and losing someone is so Because you convoluted. all go through it in a, in a different way. Yeah, and like we think about it as like, I don't know, I'm not we, I'm not generalizing, but you, you think if you lose someone, okay, they lost that person, but there are so many layers to it outside of just logistics of taking care of financial situations yeah. and moving things around, how your sister feels about it, how the ex-girlfriend feels about it, the dog, the the fact that you have, no, you have a totally different routine, you have a totally different way of life now, your personality might change, you may feel this, you may feel that. There are just relationship dynamics, there's financial dynamics, there's routine dynamics, identity dynamics between grief that are just so complicated that you don't see unless you experience it or witness it firsthand. And it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's what a is lot. that biggest lesson that you feel like you have collectively learned as a family after, as you know, family? going through that? Yeah, as a family, like something that you can like sit down at the table and be like, this we agree with. Support, like true support. Because this past July 2023, my, we almost lost my mom. My heart stopped for 10, 15 minutes. Um, and we've had experiences since 9-11 and losing our dad, but this was, uh, the first, this is a, a really big test. And especially for me, because I've always felt guilty that, you know, as a 12 year old boy, when I lost my dad, did I step up for my mom? Did I step up for my sisters? And I've said this before, this was almost like a, individually for myself, selfishly felt like a real a test for me to step up, not in an egotistical way, not in a way like I have to be that guy because we all stepped up amongst each other and we're so supportive and we know we have each other, me and my sisters and even yeah. you know everyone around us to lean on each other. Like we like going through war, whatever, you, whatever bad analogy I could think of, we have that for each other. We've stepped, we've proven to each other that we're there for each other and the gentlest, strongest, whatever the heck you need way. And I think going through this with my family, with my dad and then with my mom, she's fine now. And people, and the thing is, again, it goes back to like so many other people are dealing with that right now. So it's not even me saying, we put my shoulder, Dave. Like, I, it's just a personal thing that yeah. I went through, and I saw tens of tens of people going through the hospital. The same thing, so it's not anything like a cry for help, but it is a personal situation that me and my family and, went and you through. shouldn't feel guilty for sharing it because and, yeah. other people are going through it. Because at the end of because that is what keeps a lot of people from feeling their feelings is just thinking that someone else is. Cause that for me, I mean. I've never gone through something like that, but I do have traumas. And for me, that was what was keeping me from quote unquote healing because I don't, I don't like using that word, but growing and like understanding myself is I have no reason to cry for these things because there are people that are going through worse. Mm. And that was just keeping me from feeling what I am actually supposed to feel and responsible for feeling, you know? So no, it's totally true. And it's like the same, the, the quote that says, uh, the hardest thing you've ever experienced is the hardest thing you ever experienced. Yeah. So and it's worse different for, someone, for it's every not. single one. Yeah, that's why I don't like when people judge us. someone, oh, that like, on paper, okay, that person experienced this compared to B It's like, that looks worse. But if that's the worst thing that person ever gone through, then that is, a, that is very bad. Yeah. So it's like, you gotta, everyone's got to just chill out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 so, I'm sure there's certain situations mm -hmm. people are overreacting. I can, I'm sure that happens, of course. I've mm -hmm. seen it. But it's like, just let them let them react. They got to handle it how they got to handle it. Hmm. When do you, do you feel like you started the podcast at a point where you are like completely like healed to talk about it? Like fine to be able to like, I can see, you know, death from, from this different perspective of I, I don't get affected or triggered as much when people are talking about it or how has that journey uh, been for you? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't think I would have done it if I wasn't in a place for it. I'm just, I just like conversations that explore both sides. And I think in my opinion, 
Without going down that rabbit hole, I think it's more important than ever to hear people. Besties, this is for everyone that's looking to learn a new language. Whether you have an upcoming international trip or want to connect with friends and family or a new culture, Rosetta Stone is for you. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone has been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages to offer, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, and so many more, and it immerses you in many, many ways. It has no English translations, which means that you really learn to speak listen and think in that language and i also love that it has speech recognition it has a built-in true accent feature which gives you feedback on your pronunciation it's literally like having a personal trainer for your accent besties don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now to get started and for a very limited time i missed me's listeners can get rosetta stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off visit rosettastone.com today again besties that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life i love you besties and i I can't wait for you guys to start learning a new language. Besties, when I first started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling hoodies with positive messages on the back and it is so easy all just because of Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store stage to the first real life store stage and all the way to the did we just hit a million order stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Besties, I truly cannot recommend Shopify enough. You guys know that I have a business and it is hosted on Shopify. So besties, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mafiansudis, all lowercase at shopify.com slash mafiansudis now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, besties, shopify.com slash mafiansudis. Thank you so much, Shopify, for sponsoring today's episode. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through menopause, but it has become a phenomenon and women literally cannot stop talking about it on social media to the point where a bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicating to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make absolutely no compromise when it comes to quality and it contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And the cool thing about adaptogens is that they help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout the woman's life. Besties, Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause, but any women with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. There is no better feeling and benefit than feeling like yourself again, and that is what Hormone Harmony is for. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at Happy Mammoth just using your code MAFIANSURES at checkout. Besties, that's happymammoth.com using the code MAFIANSURES at checkout for 15% off today. Thank you so much. Happy Mammoth for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, regardless of their beliefs and not attach someone to their ideology because that yeah. doesn't define that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think this conversation of grief is and death is just sharing other perspectives. They may say something out of pocket that may sound cr- like, for instance, some people are happy when someone dies. And it's like that off the off the rip is like, damn, Charles Manson, relax. But it's like, no, like that. Mm-hmm. there is a grief relief. That is a real thing. So mm-hmm. it's just like, to completely verve off your conversation, what you actually just asked me, I was, in, I am in a, was and am in a good place. I feel comfortable talking about it. 
I have a dark, I might have not shown, but I have a dark sense of humor and humor has been a very Same. big importance, <laughs> very big healing process and for I, me. Th that shapes you a lot with it's like, yeah. Yeah, the, I, can the, I don't <laughs> mind people who talk shit, whatever. Like, yeah. it, 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 it doesn't bother me. Yeah, yeah. I think the humor is, like I've made 9-11 jokes, I don't have one to tell you right now, but like, I don't, I don't, the humor is a big part of it. I think we don't, take all this too seriously yeah but i know the my point in place i know certain people just ain't ready for the humor so i'm not gonna, just gonna you yeah know, throw it no it's okay out. it's okay <laughs> yeah. but yeah i'm at a place where now i'm comfortable talking about it and hopefully it helps other people be a little more comfortable too yeah and again it's not just my story it's the guest that comes on that's the whole podcast is yeah, yeah, yeah. the willingness for my guests to talk yeah and for them to feel the comfort that they can talk yeah, hopefully. you know about it um how has your perspective of death changed It's, I'm way more open. I've always been like a school part of the school of skepticism, I say, where I don't believe anything's absolute. I may have my beliefs, but hey, you you present me something that sounds, you know, fascinating and or proven. And that's uh, to answer your question about like we were talking about if I was religious or not mm -hmm. before starting. That's why, because I'm super easily convinced and I don't think that's a bad thing, you know, because I don't think easily any, convinced. Yeah, super general? easily convinced. Not, not in general, but just like when it comes down to religion and spirituality, like every single person has their own beliefs. And because of those beliefs, they are where they are. Mm -hmm. So for me to stick to one, you know, single belief system and religion and set of rules would make me think that you're wrong. Mm. And and you wouldn't be here if you were wrong, you know. Yeah, so, that's, I, that's yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm just open-minded. Exactly. And I think I'm this podcast, like I've had several near-death experiences on. I've had people that talk about, I just finished a book about past lives, which I've never read before. I'm open to that. I've had people come on that are Buddhist. I was raised Catholic. It's like, I've, I, wa I want to talk to everyone. I want to have people on that I don't even believe in, like just because I want that conversation. So this has opened the door for me to be more eclectic in my and what I think is possible. Just to read, I'm, I'm open to reading and hearing things that, like I said, I, I, don't, I may not believe in, But if you present it in a way that shows, opens my eyes in a different way. And like, as hey, to why you believe in it. and Yeah, and just yeah. find out. But mm -hmm. I think this the, the idea of death to me has become almost like a rebirth. I feel like, because I don't, I'm personal beliefs, I don't think this is it. I think there's going to be something else, whatever that may be. It's a whole other rabbit hole of a conversation. But death to me is rebirth for both sides. Because I feel like when we think of death, the people that died to me, I think they got off easy. They probably, they're in, they're, whatever they're doing is probably better. Yeah. Maybe not. I could be wrong. But the people that are dealing with the person that died on earth were the ones that I think get the shit into the stick and have to grieve and have to deal with the loss and miss the person. And for us, it's still a rebirth. So I think it's death is a rebirth for those that passed, whatever that transition may be, if there is a transition. And it's a rebirth for us left on earth because we have to create a new life in a way. Yeah. When you lose someone close to you, it's like a rebirth of your own identity and your routine, like I already mentioned. So to me, I feel like death isn't the end and it's definitely not the end while we're still here but it's your choice because i've seen people go the wrong way and they stop living after someone dies mm, you you definitely have to read or listen to i i listened to the audiobook and read the book of the power of now i've been i've been on my list for like 20 years you have to it. you have yeah. to because it, it's not spiritual it doesn't talk about it talks about god in a very you know just logical way of what it is and it talks about the fact that time is an illusion mm -hmm. and you know the past and the future doesn't exist and death is just the end of an illusion death is just the end of time that that's all it talks about and it explains it in a way where it kind of just you know got rid of my fear of death i want to mm -hmm. say but then i i, I don't want to say that because i don't want to jinx it and then no, <laughs> go through it no I, <laughs> no i don't want to go through that <laughs> but it, it just illusion. explains it in a way where it's like 
it it really it really just you know if we were living in the present moment we we wouldn't just we we wouldn't suffer and you would really like the book um i wanted no to doubt. ask about how like what's your are you religious i'm just david i don't know i'm like mm -hmm. i have my thoughts my beliefs but uh i'm just, i i when i answer that question my east coast friends are going to rip me a new one but i definitely lean towards spirituality whatever that may mean and i feel like there's this big ass misconception of spirituality where i i was listening to videos about this yesterday where it's like people think that spirituality is like tarot read, reading the, oh, the no. card reading and like but it's just just acknowledging the fact that nobody has the truth you know and, nothing and that's okay you yeah. know and anything that makes you believe that there's something protecting you that's fine yeah. whatever it is if it's god buddha the universe whatever it is i i never say god on my podcast but i i believe in god and i have my personal relationship with god, with god. i always say universe but I, i i think it's the same thing at the end of the day so what is what would you say is your do you do you have a god do you believe in god uh no is I don't, david I mean, your god <laughs> hell no i'm definitely the first i'm wearing a land before time sweatshirt <laughs> i don't think i'm any nowhere near a god um <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Have, I don't. It's not like one. Maybe there's one. Again, I'm just. I just believe in energy, in in a sense, and maybe a source. Yeah, but I don't. Whether it's a god or whatever you want to call it, I do think there is something way more powerful than us. Whatever that. Whether that's all of us, the collective conscious, like layering up to that. I don't know. Is there one source? Probably. Is that one source a person or consciousness? I have no idea. Do you think that? Sorry, I interrupt you. No, but it's okay. do you think that? what you went through with your like losing your dad made you kind of skeptical that there is something out there protecting you of like how am i supposed to believe in god if he took my dad away or something like that no i don't think i ever went down that path okay and part of me is because i think just i was maybe thinking too logical about it like for me just to be like oh there's no god and sorry and if anyone believes in this i mean whatever no But, it's just such an open conversation i really don't yeah, I, i love talking about You know, yeah, no, I, I've seen, I've had plenty of people I spoke to went down that I started losing faith because this happened to yeah. them. But part of me was, or that's where their faith starts. So, or yeah, it could go yeah. either way. That's what's at the end of the day, we have decisions. Yeah, it's always an option, and our options and decisions define where we go most of the time. And I think in regards to that, I didn't go through that path. And when I think about it, it's like there's been bad shit happening way before me. So for me to be almost egocentrical to think I'm not going to believe in God because He did that to me, it's like. There were 3,000 other people in the building. There's plenty of horrible shit that has happened before 9-11 for hundreds and thousands and thousands of years and continue to happen today. So if like to me to define that one act to me and my family to make me think God is this or that, it's like, no, this doesn't make sense. That to, that to me doesn't make sense. I think this is the way the world goes back to we're here to learn the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I think we can't see it now. As so how is the question, the age old question, if God is this or that, how could he allow this to happen to kids and world hunger and war and all that stuff, which it so makes no sense to even think that a God would do that. I get that aspect, but I just think there's just something completely unfathomable that we just can't really comprehend right now. And that is a reason for all this, hmm. whatever, whatever the heck that means. I don't know what that means. How is your kind of to, to put a name on it, spirituality changed or even developed through having the podcast and, you know, you have so many people that believe in so many things, but mm. everything just comes down to, you know, self-growth and we're, we're all here to learn, I feel like. Um, how has that, you know, developed or changed or kind of built your spirituality? 
it's just opened my mind to more things. Mm. Like even I'm sure, you know, I speak to you off the mic or on the mic. I'm going to learn something from you. Just like I speak to some, that's why I love speaking to so many people because they recommend certain books that I never heard of. They preach uh, an experience, like a near death experience or uh, whatever experience they may have had losing someone. And I hear their story. I'm like, Oh, I never thought of it that way. I never mm. even considered that angle because I've never spoke to someone with that perspective. So ultimately talking to all these people has shaped my spirituality in a sense of, exploration and open-mindedness even more than I've already been just to look at things differently mm. and also at the same time confirm some ideations that I've had in many ways. Can you, like what? Uh, I guess just, I've had this like weird tickle in my bones of thinking that, okay, there's, you know, there's something more. I don't know what that means. I feel like we are here to grow and continually grow. I've always like thought of the idea of reincarnation as existing, as being a real thing. And then I've like I said, I read this recent book, uh, Many Lives, Many Masters by Dr. Weiss. He talks about this one specific patient. The whole idea of the book is this patient called Catherine, which I'm sure he changed the name, who was about regressing her into these past lives. And he was a doctor that was, you know, Harvard, Yale, Columbia, very traditional, like show me the proof, had no idea about past lives or anything. Science. Science. Purely. Purely science-based. So it's cool to hear someone like that completely shift and based on his experience, learn about past lives. And my point of saying this is I would have not been exposed to this book if I didn't have this podcast, most likely. And it just opened my ideation to the idea of past lives, hearing from that, even though it's anecdotal and it's, you know, it's not like here's the hard facts. Yeah. It just makes sense to me. Like it just weirdly just makes sense without any, you know, historical context or bullet points for me to prove it. Mm -hmm. Just to me personally, the idea of reincarnation through stories like that, through the people that I've heard of near death experiences, explaining that we are here to learn We've chosen this life and we've lived other lives. And again, it's just all anecdotal. Someone's like, show it a point. Like Judge Judy's going to put the hammer down. Like, sorry, I can't prove it a point yeah. of law. But just anecdotally in stories that I've read, it just it seems like a lot of people are saying the same thing. It makes so sense So it's like are people just, everyone's lying and saying the same shit? Or is there something there? Yeah, so it. that is kind of a belief that was confirmed to you through the podcast. What is one belief that has that you have switched after all of the conversations that you had, like a, a mindset that you were like, this mm -hmm. is how I think and something that has changed based on every, all of the In regards to spirituality or just in general? In general. Um, that's a good question. In regards to things that have just switched from what I prior believed, um, it's more, if anything, it's more confirmation. If anything, it's probably pushed me further and further away from the, Catholic church, if I'm being real about that, you know what I mean? Like I've, even though I was never really, like I did CCD, I was confirmed and all that stuff. I just did it cause I was, you know, David walked that way type shit. But I think anything, it probably pushed me, it's pushed me further and further away from. Why do you think church. that is? I've already had my skepticism, but then like, I just, I don't know, I just read some shit and you know, they learn more of the history about some things hmm. and it just, I don't know. It just, again, it goes back to like follow the money and the power if you want to go, yeah. down, that, go down that hole. But that's to me the whole church and state thing and yeah. why religion was created in many aspects, mm -hmm. especially the Catholic church. Um, sorry, my followers, but that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I, I don't really have like <laughs> a, I don't really have like a, I can't really pinpoint a specific answer to that question beyond what I just said, to be honest. And in terms of spirituality, like that is what? 
I was just so open. I've always been pretty open-minded about so many things, like in every aspect of my life, I want to say. I think someone, one of my friends just called me out recently. I just visited him in North Carolina. He's like, yeah, Dave, you're kind of just like down. You're like, this is, <laughs> if you're like, this is available, like there's a whole box of that there. Let's just all do that and we'll go out all night. Or like, you want to just go take a nap? Sure. Like, I don't know. I'm just, mm. spirituality and my lifestyle, I'm just kind of here for the ride. And I'm not saying I say yes to everything. I think it's important to say no. But I think when it comes to my belief system, I'm kind of just... I like to feel it if it feels good to me and I'm not hurting someone and to leave with love, compassion and just make the other person feel better and just learn. I don't know what to say. It's just like, I think we all just need to relax and mm -hmm. just go to the basics, live simply and just not freaking harass each other for our beliefs and just realize that we are way more similar and connected than we think. And I think ultimately this idea of connectedness and I think if you really focus a little bit and close your eyes, I think that you feel that. And I think in regards to spirituality and talking to all these people and these introspection I've been forced to have off the mic, it just makes me feel like we're just, we are just way more connected than we think. Yet on the surface, on Instagram, on the TV, we are so separated when you look at from the eyes, but in real life, we're just, we're connected. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. And it, it connects me to my last question. Um, but before I the jump into it, before I just say, before I jump into it, um, I have a gift for you. Aww. I have a clothing brand and the message behind it is that we're all strangers healing together. And it kind of connects a little bit to your answer of like, we're just all here to learn through each other. Like, I feel like I've always said that relationships are spiritual assignments for personal growth. And that's how I really like see every single relationship that I have in my life. And so this hoodie is just an encouragement of like, just be nice because you really don't know what another person is going through. And a lot of people go through more similar things that, that we go through that, that you know, that you're able to see. So this is for you. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> Should I open this bad boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Please. Oh, this is good. Look yeah. at you. Look at this. You're the, I think the green actually look works. Look at you. How do we look? So now that you have the hoodie on, mm -hmm. I want to ask you, what does healing mean to you? <sighs> healing. And it goes back to the theme, I think, what we just discussed. Healing to me just is learning. And I, I wish I had a more profound answer, but I think healing is learning because I think you learn about your, in every aspect, I think when you're in the process of healing, whatever that means, you're learning about the experience that you're healing from. You learn even more importantly about yourself. And I think in order to heal, you need to learn about yourself and what works and why you're feeling what you're feeling or just understand what you're feeling. So I think every healing process to me starts with the willingness and the openness to want to learn. What's the most beautiful lesson that you've learned about yourself? Oh, the most beautiful lesson that I've learned about myself, I think lately is I'm finding more peace in the chaos. Hmm. And I'm not talking about just like traumatic chaos. I feel like life in general is constant chaos, but I, I feel like true peace is finding comedy in in life, even when you're not maybe the happiest, even when, you know, even when your ups or downs, you kind of just got to stay in the middle of the ground. And I think throughout that, being able to find peace amongst the chaos of when you're going through stuff is, is just something that I feel like I've been better at. I'm not saying I'm great at it, but it's something that I feel like I've been cognitive of to try to improve on. Yeah. And the fact that you're working on it is admirable itself. Trying. You have 12 year old David in front of you and another stranger that is going through the same things that David was going through, what is your biggest piece of, of advice for a stranger? 
Don't try to make sense of everything right now. Just trust that it's going to come together. I can't tell you when that's going to happen, but just have the faith that it's going to come together at some point. And it's going to take time, and you're going to be confused. And even when you are confused, just you got to hang on to that faith. And I know hope is a very thin veil, but I think hope and faith are two different things. And I think as long as you hang on to the faith that it's going to come together and it's, mm. there are going to be times that's not going to make sense, like right now, just uh, just support on the people that you have around you and lean on that faith. I love that. Thank you so much for being here. You're such a cool person. Oh, thanks. You're a dope person. I yeah. appreciate it. Like with that, seriously, I want to, I'm very grateful for you to take the time to take a chance on listening to me because I know you know it's time is a valuable thing, and I really appreciate the platform that you have and just for giving me an opportunity to be on here. For Thank real. you so seriously. much for 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 being here and for talking about such a delicate subject in such an open way. I I think that most of the things that we don't do. And I need you to read The Power of Now because it really is going to change your life. But it, everything that we fear, losing relationships or going through breakups, everything always, always, always comes down to the fear that we have of dying because we are ultimately, and I've, talk, I've been talking about this a lot lately, um, we are animals and we are wired for survival. And so everything that we do or that we don't do is because of this underlying fear of death. Mm. Once you get over it, life truly becomes peaceful so it, it is such a beautiful message that, that i also want to thank you for for having your platform and for being here thank you so much thank you so much seriously i really appreciate it thank you guys so much for watching where can people find you uh dead talks podcast you can find google it or just go on instagram dead talks podcast uh youtube channels apple spotify listen to wherever you want but i think if you google it you should find it if you don't that's a problem people. <laughs> you probably have to work on that <laughs> <laughs> i think you'll be fine but yeah just yeah. look up dead talks podcast you'll find it Thank you guys so much for, for listening. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Mafiansudis everywhere, at I Miss Me Podcast everywhere. And don't forget to go get your no name hoodie, no name project.co to get this very dope hoodie. <laughs> um, I love you guys so much. I will see you guys on our next episode. And don't forget that we're all strangers healing together. With love, Mafi. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.